When someone shows you who they are, believe them the first time. I love, 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 love this quote. And I've heard it so many times. So many times to where I forgot where it originated, but I never, ever forgot what it meant. Join me in today's juicy episode of Date Noir Black. Well, in this episode, I'll explore the origin, what it means, and how to apply it in your dating life. Stay tuned. Hi, and thank you for joining Dating While Black's radio podcast. Dating While Black was created to open real dialogue between the sexes in hopes that it will foster positive exchange and help cultivate our communities. The radio segments will address issues that relates to the world, our communities, relationships, and everything in between. So sit back, relax, and we hope you enjoy this segment. I took it upon myself to actually track down where and who said the quote in what context. Initially, I thought the quote came from Oprah Winfrey. Because a lot of cases I've seen where she's been credited for that quote. And for good reason. Though she is not the author. In fact, the individual responsible for uttering those words was the late and great poet, Maya Angelou. The reason why it makes sense that there's a tie or a link is because in 1997 on the Oprah Winfrey show, Oprah recounted a conversation she had with Maya Angelou in which Maya Angelou uttered those very, very impressionable and wise words. See, Oprah went on to explain that she was dating a guy. She had to be in her 20s. And the guy really wasn't checking for her at all, right? Now, Oprah was at home and he told her that he would call her. So what did Oprah do? I mean, this is a guy that she was really, really interested in. Oprah waited by the phone. How many of you have actually literally waited for a phone call? It's not a sign of weakness. It's not a sign of thirst but it's a sign of anticipation. Like we want to hear from the person that we're interested in. And if they're interested in us, of course, we expect them to reciprocate that. Well, in Oprah's case, this gentleman told her that he would call her. So Oprah waited and waited and waited for a phone call that never, ever happened. She was so intent on making sure she didn't miss his call to where she didn't leave the house. She said that she didn't even go and check the mail. In fact, in that episode that aired in 1997, she recounts how she didn't even go to the restroom or take a shower. Now, of course, In 1997, we had cordless phones, but she's recounting back to a time where I assume that she didn't have a cordless phone 
or <laughs> there were no cordless phone, cordless phones in the house. But either way, cordless phone or not, cellular or not, she was not going to miss that phone call. But guess what? Yeah, the phone call never happened. And in the episode, she explains the whole, whole ordeal that day. And in getting advice or insight and wisdom from a friend that she respects, her friend Maya basically told her, I'm not quite sure why you are upset or even surprised because when someone shows you, actually she says when someone tells you who they are, believe them the first time. And Oprah said at that moment something clicked and that was what resonated with her the most. And it is true. Anytime that you are interested in someone, interested in dating someone, or even dating someone and interested in seeing them. The things that we want in other people are the things that we would do genuinely for them. And if you're not getting that, it is no reflection on you or your self-worth, but it is a clear indication of how much they value you at this point in their lives. Now, because a person may not act the way that you think they should, doesn't mean they're not interested, but there are some clear telltale signs that people are exuding, expressing in a multitude of ways. See, the quote it says speaks about when someone tells you. Now, there are two ways a person can tell you who they are. One, it's just by verbally communicating with you. And what does that look like in dating? No one is verbally going to upfront and say, I'm just going to play games. No one does that. But there are situations in which a person will tell you straight up that they don't want a relationship. Straight up, they are not ready for a relationship. Straight up, they don't have time for a relationship. They are openly communicating with you limitations that you can either accept or reject. So that's someone literally telling you that they cannot give you what most people may want or what they think that you want. But what do we do sometimes? We make excuses or we think, we think that once they get a little bit more time with us, once they get to know us, and in some cases, you know, after we hook up for a couple of times, maybe things will change. But they, even though they told us that they're not emotionally available at this point in time, The other way is they tell you by their actions. Now, this can be kind of tricky and confusing to some people because we can get so tied up into someone's words 
to where we ignore or excuse their actions. We, ju we just excuse it. Someone tells you that they're into you, that they want to hang out with you, that you cool people, they enjoy your conversation, they enjoy being around you, but their actions do not reflect that. That causes tension and stress. Either way, both situations, both scenarios, they've kind of told you. They either verbalized it or they showed you by their actions. The longer and longer that you decide to remain in constant lingo, in constant limbo, or even in constant contact with the hopes that things will change, the longer you are stopping yourself from meeting someone who is right or a better fit for you. Just think about that. While you are entertaining, stressing out, hoping and wondering and wishing that things would change or things would blossom with this one person, there is someone out there that is ready and emotionally mature enough and emotionally ready to give you what you need because they're looking for the same thing too. But guess what? If everyone is dealing with the person who is showing you that they're not 100% in, no one will get to meet and enjoy the person that may be truly meant for them. It, it just is it's impossible. It's, it's impossible. You can actually have the right person ready and, avail and available in your face, but you're so caught up on something else or someone else in this example to where you miss out. You miss completely out. You may be like, well, how do I miss out? There's nobody else. You can miss out. How many times have you avoided hanging out with friends, declined meeting other people because of your mind being wrapped up or you being available for someone that's not really checking for you? You are way too valuable for that. And I know that you know that. There is a poem by a civil rights activist, and you may have heard it. It was recently made, I can't say recently made popular just because I hadn't heard it before, but it recently found its way into um, the limelight, I would say, during um, President, former President Donald Trump's uh, campaign trail. And the name of the poem was called The Snake. Now, the poem itself was, in my opinion, so cleverly, cleverly written. But is actually, 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 
ironic that Donald Trump has or decided to to quote it. And he's done it a couple of times during his during his speeches. And the the poem itself in the context in which president former president Trump was using it was to was to um talk about immigration. And though I won't cite the poem itself, the poem basically speaks to people romanticizing or ignoring the nature of a person. And it was written by, gosh, I'll know it by the end of this, sorry. It was, it's on the tip of my tongue, but um, <laughs> as you can tell, this is not scripted. But um, the poem goes kind of like um, this. There's a woman who is walking and she sees a snake. And the snake is in bad shape, like horrible shape. So she decides that she's going to pick up the snake take the snake home and nurse it back to health. So she does this and you know the snake finally starts to regain its its strength and almost to the point where probably and this is just me adding my little sauce to it probably better than it was before she came along and picked you know better before it it was sick. Okay, and so when she comes home one day and checks on the snake, as she always does, the snake is healthy and then bites her. She, of course, is is shocked and hurt, and in her anguish, she basically asks, why would you bite me? You know you are poisonous. And the snake says, well, that may, you know, yeah, you did take care of me. But at the end of the day, what did you expect? I am a snake. And of course, that's paraphrasing it, but that's the way it ends. I look at that poem and I think to how when we see the nature of a person, it is hard for us to accept it, but it becomes harder if you fall too deep for a person. We see things in rosy colored lenses. That's just what we do. So I hope that you understand if you're dealing with a situation where you're confused when you're dating someone, you're frustrated within the way things are going at the pace or the progress, right? Or you're even disappointed at the lack of reciprocity, the lack of true and honest communication. And if you are disheartened by the lack of care, 
This person is showing you who they are in dating and in a relationship. And when they show you who they are, make no mistake. The longer you allow yourself to be exposed, the more and more harm that you are allowing to cause to yourself. It could hurt, and I do feel that it always hurts your self-esteem. Doesn't mean you have low self-esteem. Didn't say that at all. Does not mean that you feel like this is the only person. But it can hurt you if you move on. If you stay long and you try to move on to someone else, because you'll be carrying at this point baggage from your past experiences. So I'll close with this. I have an example of someone that we all know or that most of us know uh, that basically told, told his woman who he is and it's now hard for her to accept it. There's a show on VH1 that is called Couples Retreat. And this show, I think, has been going on for several seasons. And they generally have celebrities that have relationship issues or relationships that are kind of like rocky and up and down or at a crossroads. And who does not have problems in their relationship? Well, on this particular season, and if you're listening to this, this season, this season, depending on when you're listening to this, aired in 2021. There is a comedian by the name of Michael Blackston. Michael Blackston has a girlfriend. I didn't even know. But he's a comedian. He's always joking around, but he and his woman has managed to land on this show. And he basically is talking and there's a part, one particular episode in which all the couples, there's an exercise and the couples are at a bonfire late at night and it's time for Michael and his girlfriend to come up and answer a question from the host. And the host basically has made mention to, you know, the girlfriend having issues about other women. And the girlfriend basically says, things were cool. I, he told me he wanted to, you know, that we can be together. However, he still wanted to have women on the side. And the woman signed up for it. She, she agreed to it, right? But deep down, it's obvious that she wasn't good with it. Because here we are now, I believe they said two to three years later, she now has a problem with it. Michael Blackston, in his response and defense, says, well, I told her in the beginning This is me, this is where I am, and this is what I want. 
and she was cool with it. He goes on to say, now understand, that does not mean that she wasn't cool with it in the beginning and she changed her mind. Okay. But at a certain age, you kind of know who you are and what you're willing to accept. And after a year or two, it just don't change. That's, that's just my, my belief. But Michael Blackson says that he doesn't feel like he has to change because, because he told her in the beginning. In fact, he feels as if she only agreed to this just to secure him. And now that they are in a relationship, two years strong, she wants to change the game. See, don't start accepting things that you know doesn't sit right, that does not serve your overall goal. Your overall goal in dating is to date intentionally with a purpose. Then do that. And anything that doesn't align with that pur- purpose, it, 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 it has no room in your life. It has no room. Because once you get in, it is hard for you to change and get out. And then guess who's miserable? You are. Guess who has every right to say, I'm not going to change? They do. Because either if they told you, this is me. Or if they showed you, this is how I'm going to treat you. It becomes very hard for you to retract and say, ah, no, that's not good no more. You can, but that's why it's important to know who you are and know what you want before you even start dating. Because those things, especially when you get older, tends not to flip-flop. It just, you kind of know exactly what it is that you want, that you expect, and that you want to accept. Period. So now, this woman is in a relationship in which she's unhappy because she agreed to sign up for something that she genuinely does not want. And she feels stuck. This is just my, my observation. It appears that she feels stuck. When people show you who they are, when people tell you who they are, believe them the first time. If someone is not consistently calling you like they say they are, there's a lack of interest there. If someone consistently break dates with you, there's a lack of interest. They're making a pattern. There's a pattern, and their consistent pattern is to be flaky or inconsistent with you. And as long as you sit on that train, it's going to keep on rolling. You ain't never going to get off and enjoy the rest of the world. You won't. When someone tells you who they are, promise, I promise you, they mean it. Because they play that same storyline. I won't say game. They've done that same storyline with someone else and they dipped. Because they know what their worth is. We're too old to be training people and teaching people how to act. 
when it comes to dating and showing interest. Now, there are some times, and this is for a completely different episode, there are some times where we are reading too much into the small little things to where we think a person's not interested. In all actuality, it's our own insecurities popping out. And that's from past trauma, past baggage from past relationships. That's a whole nother episode. But I trust and I believe that this episode may have been helpful to you or someone that you know. Hopefully, hopefully this is something that you don't have to deal with. But pay attention. And if you've dealt with this before, which I believe we all have, learn from it. Don't get a scar from it. Just learn from it. And be able to identify when those actions don't line up or when someone tells you, I just, I'm just looking for friends. If you're not just looking for friends, don't do it unless you're strong enough to keep it just friends. Okay. And that's pretty much it that I have on this topic Again, if you have any suggestions or any particular topic that you would like for me to cover, always reach out, um, go on the website, datingwhileblack.org, or email at info at datingwhileblack.org. Have a good one. Bye. That concludes this episode of Dating Wild Black. I want to thank everyone who has supported this podcast, who sent emails to info at datingwildblackpodcast.com, <laughs> as well as those of you who visit the sites and attend the events that we have, both the paid ones as well as the free ones. If you have any episode ideas, we're open to them. Check out the website at datingwildblackpodcast.com. Bye.